You know, it's like Christmas. We have so much to be excited about and grateful for. I'm looking at a new soundboard and new mic and just a new book. And, and if you're listening to this on Sunday, happy Mother's Day. And if you're listening to it on Monday, happy belated Mother's Day. We just want to say to all you moms who are making all of our lives wonderful, thank you. We love you. Do some self-care and go onto Amazon and check out our ebook. Tragedy to Majesty. Yep, I have to give you a shout out because you really worked hard on updating and revising the edition that you put out a little while ago. But this one has been kind of revamped. Yes, and I it think has it'll been. be a, probably a good idea for an ideal gift for those moms out there. Just a nice devotional. I think you did a really good job on that one. Thank you, babe. Yep, I no love problem. you. No problem. And also, we got the anthology, the Rich Relationship Anthology Book Project kicking off here on the 13th of May. Actually, that's the last day to sign up, but the 14th of May is when it actually starts. Yes, it's when we launch. You want to give a brief overview? Yeah, I want to first thank Emmy Washington for sending her amazing friends. Great people have great friends. So, Emmy, thanks for trusting us with your friends. We love you, and check Emmy out. She's an amazing leader. And what basically the book is all about, should we tell them what it's about, or just... No, they're going to have to wait. Okay, so we'll do that. And lastly, I want to really, really thank my my good friend, Tony Curtis. He actually blessed us with a, a piece of new equipment that you're hearing. Rode. A nice Rode microphone. Tony, yes. we really, really appreciate it. And I told you I would do a shout out to you. Thank you, Tony. We love you. And I, this is really my mic, but I'm just letting you use it. You know, you know, the women will take our stuff, guys. <laughs> but Tony, again, I appreciate it. And we would love to have you on the show just to... Talk a little bit about yourself and your your, your lovely and your wife love story. and your family because I know you shared some details and I think they're pretty interesting. I'm gonna work on you getting you on the show. Yes, but I we're get, gonna keep praying for you, Tony. Appreciate it. Appreciate the mic again, brother. So the we're episode. about to have it. It's a great time too because we had Jeffrey Dudley talking about being single and safe from a male's and satisfied from male's yeah. perspective, and I have my girlfriend That's Jackie it. and Kimberly, and we're gonna talk about being satisfied with being single and that's going to be coming up next on the rich relationship podcast with Gil and renee welcome to the rich relationship podcast with Gil and renee where amazing things happen our goal is to help build repair and restore healthy relationships our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. You know, the coronavirus has really been a tragedy, but I just believe that God can take something bad and turn it into something good. And so we kind of talked to Jeff about being single from a man's perspective, right. but I just want to call on some of my girlfriends so we can have all the single ladies in the house. Okay, okay, this is going to be good, y'all. Yes, it I is. I get to sit on the back side. <laughs> do I, I got to get out the room? No, you get to okay. actually... Okay, I, I'll stay in the room, but I'll be quiet. I'll try. You, you have to be quiet. You can laugh. Uh, you can ask questions. But, okay, can I can I partake? Yes, you can partake. Okay. Yes, okay, yes. okay, I'll try. Even though I'm not a single guy, it's been a while. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. But I have my friends on the mic. That's Kim Waters and Jackie Hoffman. And they're going to share their view of single and satisfied. So Jackie and Kim, Jackie, you want to go first? Okay. Just tell everybody who you are and where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Oh, don't you love when people ask you, tell about yourself. 
Yeah, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm Jackie Hoskins. I am from Detroit, Michigan. I am an event planner. <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit about your hobbies and things you like to do. Because I know one of your hobbies that we all love. Well, right? one of my favorite hobbies that you guys definitely love is baking. Yes. I That's like my passion. I can do it whether, you know... I'm sleepy or I'm just I'm just in the mood to do it. It's anytime somebody wants me to bake something, sure, not a problem. I also, you know, I don't just bake, you know, just to be baking, but I also bake because I do sell my goods, my cakes and my cookies. Outside mm-hmm. of that, it, just like my job, I'm an event planner. I love hosting people. My I would love to be a socialite. It would be partying with a purpose. So I would just have all my great friends over. They would all come over knowing that they are going to be donating for a cause, whether we're going to be, you know, donate to or homeless or, you know, get to a church, a food bank, whatever. We're socializing with a cause. So that would be a great thing to do. And speaking of socialites, we have Kimberly Waters on here. And so, Kim, tell people who you are and a little bit about yourself. And you guys are going to see a common denominator. We are all social bougie. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kimberly, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and just a little bit about Kimberly. I am Kimberly Waters, aka Nicole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) I uh, live in Baltimore, Maryland. I am, uh, I work for Southwest Airline. I am an avid reader. I uh, am 51 today. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy Uh, birthday. So this is an even special event because we celebrate your birthday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not the same as it was when I was 21, but hey. (laughs) And we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about that. I am a uh, proud mama. Of, uh, I think he's Renee's kid, not mine. He <laughs> <laughs> loves The qualities he has, he definitely got from her, not me. So. It's amazing how that happens and how you have someone else, because I swear Aaron is yours. <laughs> <laughs> we switched kids somehow. We switched kids. <laughs> no, but Jackie and Kim, I have you guys on here because so many times people don't understand what it means to be satisfied and single. And, you know, I know a lot of people I did here for 20 years and just you, you two women have been such examples of being satisfied with yourself. And I can tell different stories about each of you and how I made a decision to ask you guys to do this because you guys both have things about you that, you know, I can think of when I think of you two women, I think of women who are definitely satisfied with being single. And I've known you for both for over 20 years. And it's just beautiful to see how are okay with loving you more than feeling like somebody has to do that. And so what I want you guys to just kind of share from both of your perspectives is, Kim, what brought you to the resolve that you were enough? I, I think I've always just, I don't know, in me, I won't settle, I guess. I've, I have other interests. I just like life. I like life. I enjoy life. So what comes in, what goes out, I just like life. You know, one of the things that I love that you always say is that I love me more than I love the idea of others. And I think that's one of the things that you've always, you know, you talk about your mom and all the strong women you have in your life. 
share with them some of your background. How did you become the strong but still caring woman that you are today? I did have strong examples. I I did. Between my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, all strong. My grandmother was the first woman to own her own home in 1930s. Wow. So, and it just progressed. And yes, there were relationships and love and men that came. Some worked out, some didn't, but it didn't, they weren't bitter. They weren't bitter women. They loved and they moved on if it didn't work out. I saw that growing up. It was just the example that I was shown. So I really don't know any other way to be. Like I said, some relationships worked out, some relationships didn't. When the relationship didn't work out, our life did not change. I love that you say they weren't bitter. Jackie, when I think of you, I think of someone who is carefree and generous and caring and has a value for relationships and friendship. What do you think has helped you not to become bitter? You know what? It's it's the holding of, you know, just like what um, Kimberly is that I like myself so much that actually it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I actually get people who say that you are so conceited. I used to always get that. And and I was just, oh, really? Is that what you think? Because I think I'm confident, but yes. you can take however you want to take it. And I don't think that you have to be bitter. Like Kimberly was talking about the relationships that the women in her family had. I've had relationships with guys. And you know what? Every single last one, I'm friends with them. That's your personality. And, and I think that's, you know, you know, when you break up, you're kind of like, eh. But then, you know, a couple years later, I'm like, you know what? You're still calling me and your wife knows and me and your wife are really with each other. You know, that's that thing that you're just like, you just have to be confident with yourself. So I think that's, you know, why I don't, I'm not bitter. <laughs> and Jackie, you know, like for you, you grew up in your, 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 your really close relationship with your family. And I've always admired that your relationship with your brother and just your whole family is all very, very close. So what would you say has been the glue that has kept your family together? Well, we grew up together. I mean, that was, I mean, like we just did Cousins Day probably about three weeks ago. And people are like, Cousins Day, what is that? All of our cousins, all of us, we actually get together without our parents. And they think that's the best thing ever. But we grew up together. It's like every weekend we were, we may have been at one aunt and uncle house, just they impromptu during a barbecue. It's nothing big, but they would call the entire family over. Or like now my mom, she's the person that if it's a holiday, she's cooking. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a holiday. And she's just like, hey, you know, I'm cooking. And people just know to come over. And so I think that's what the glue is. And you talk about my brother. My brother's my best friend. Yeah. I mean, I have people in my life who are my friends. And, and I'll say they're my best friends because they are. I mean, because to me, you have more than one best friend. You have best friends for different reasons, different time, different seasons because it's a different time you met them. But my brother is like my ultimate best friend. And I think because of that, I look at, up, look at you know, what I expect a man to be. And if they don't come up to his measurements, it's kind of like, eh, you know, you're not even opening the car door for me. My brother opens the mm. car door for me. So, you know, you're not opening the car door. That's a flag. But you know what? Let's see how this goes. And, you know, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to wait for you to open my car door. And if you don't open, I'm going to like, <laughs> so, you know, you just got to, you know, certain things you got to look at. And Kim said that, don't settle. So what do you think, like, because all of us are over 40, you know, I'm 52. And so what do you think the next, the younger generation of girls, how, what are some of the ways you think that they settle? 
But you guys can both answer that question. Kim, how, what do you think are some of the ways that this younger generation settles as far as in relationships? You know what? I'm going to say that they settle because they feel like if they don't have that person, that there's something wrong with them. They've mm-hmm. been led to believe that if I don't have this man attached to me, there is something wrong with me. So they're pressed about that. When that's not the case, it's nothing wrong with you. And I think that I'm not something special. There's a lot of women out here that are like that. But they've been made to feel that something is wrong with them, so they don't speak up on it. They've been made to think that you're going to be a spinster is a bad word for them. I just think, So they just rush into these things and they just say, well, I'm supposed to have this person. I've, I, this is my man. And, and you and know, you end up stuck. When you say about, you know, there's something wrong with you, I think that's very, very valid. Jackie, what would you say, you know, for you as far as what do you think some of the ways that this generation settles? I think they don't um, have any expectations. They, I mean, they don't. I mean, they just, they see someone, they're like, oh, hey, or the person starts talking to them. And just because that person shows interest, they think that's the person that they should automatically be with. They don't look at anything else about that person. They have no expectations going in about the kind of person they want. And you got to have those expectations. I mean, and, you know, even if you got to sit there, you know, and make a list, you know, then that lets you know what you're looking for. And if this person who just comes up and starts talking to you, say, hey, baby, how you doing? And, you know, you're just like, oh, hey. But if you have expectations, then you're like, oh, hi, how are you? Hope you have a great day. And, you know, just be nice and walk away. And the next person will come up that you're interested in that may say hi to you first or that you may even say hi to first. I I love that you say expectations. In the interview that did with Jeff, one of the things he talked about was the pursuit. I think if I had to say from my perspective, what I think happens in this generation is men like to hunt. And, you know, you guys know me, so you know that I was the one pursuing heel. First of all, we were different season, different time in life, a different decade. And I pursued him. But finally, I realized, you know what, let me just stop and let me let him make the choice. And so I think that I had to make a course correction. And once I made that course correction, he was like, I would have saw you, but you was all in my face. And so I think what you say about having expectations and like what Kim said is realizing that there's nothing wrong with you. A combination of those two things kind of position you for the person that is for you to find you rather than feeling like, you know, and I love that Kim says that, that there's something not, there's not something wrong with you because you're not married because there's people who are married who are not thriving and who they're not in healthy relationships for you guys as two single women. What are some of the things that when you look at your life as a single woman, what do you, what do you see that you've added to our culture as a, as a woman? Kim, you can go first. For me, for me, I hope that I have added an example of a a life lover. I I think that if you love everything that you do and 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 work, home, friends, if your life is full, I hope that I've set that example that my life is full whether I have a partner or not. That I'm still I'm hoping I'm showing the example that I still matter whether I have of a partner or not. Yes. That there's still so much out there, whether I have a person attached to me or not. Okay, well, and just to piggyback on what she says, that you you don't stop your life because you don't have that person, that other person. You still, you know, you still go out to dinner, you still go to the movies, whether you go your friends or by yourself, you're still you still matter. 
And I think that's the thing is that so many women don't think of, don't think like that. They'll actually sit in the house and say, well, I don't have a guy to take me there or take me dancing. Like, well, you know, if you want to go dancing, you can go dancing by yourself. You know, even if you don't call your friends. And, and I'm a firm believer that if you sit there and wait for others, then you'll still be sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. You, you have to actually go out there and do what you want to do. You yeah. can't wait. You know, you, I mean, there are people that you know that you say, hey, Renee, do you want to go do, do this with me? And I know you will say yes. But, you know, one day you may not feel like it, but I feel like it. I'm not going to just sit at my house because Renee doesn't want to go. Exactly. Because then yeah. I've missed out. Who knows what would have happened had I gone out? I've met mm-hmm. so many people because I've gone by myself. I've gone on vacation by myself. Yes, you do. You know, Jackie, you, said, you mm-hmm. said something that really resonated with me as far as about how important it is to to know yourself. And you said it earlier about expectations. And I've been sitting here trying to be quiet, but I, I had a question. <laughs> I have said something. You guys have said some great information. But one of the things I wanted to ask is, based on your own experiences or even just from interaction with some of your female friends and things like that, how has you how has the dating scene changed? One of the things Renee and I talked about recently was it would be tough to be single from my perspective. Now, maybe it's because I've been married for a while and I look at the dating scene now from afar, but how would you say it's different from maybe when you were a little bit younger compared to what you may be experiencing now? How would you say it's it's different now? And Jackie, you can start out. I think it's like someone said earlier about the chase. Renee said it, the chase. I don't think women let me and chase them because I think it's okay to approach a guy and say, hi, how are you? And, you know, show some interest and, you know, and even if you want to ask him out, that's fine. But I think at some point it needs to be where he feel like it's not easy for him. Say that and again. I, it, <laughs> that it's not made easy for him because I think that's the thing is that, you know, you're just like, this guy is showing interest in me. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I might say that to my girlfriends. I'm not going to say that to him. I don't want so him like to go right away. Thing. You can't right. be thirsty. Right. I want, <laughs> right. You don't want to be thirsty. Right. I, want, I want some some mystery to still be there. Like, wait, what's, who is this woman? And is she really into me? Wait, she keeps going out with me. So apparently she does like me. You know, I don't want to be like, hey, what's, let's go. We'll do none of that other fun stuff in, you know, in between getting to know each other. Let's just come on to my house. Like, how, what would you say, Kim? It's, it's definitely choices. You know, as we all know, men have oodles and oodles of choices now. But being true to who I am, being comfortable in my own skin, I think kind of draws a different type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so I do want one that is going to pursue you. And like Jackie said, you can go and say, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. It's, nothing, it's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, he has to feel like, he has to catch. I got that catch. Right. I this mm-hmm. is this was worth me getting. I got the prize. He has to feel like. And nowadays, you don't get that so much. Women do tend to make it easier for them. They they do tend to be, mm-hmm. as you say, thirsty. I have some friends that are. And it's, it's amazing to me. Beautiful women, gifts of their own, but they for some reason don't. So see with, based on that. You both are successful and career oriented and have established lives and, and things like that. How does how would a guy handle that if they they feel they lack the confidence? What advice could you give to a, a guy from a guy's perspective? You know, I see this woman who is 
uh, like you said, I want to pursue, but what does she need me for? So how would you, what kind of things would be good lessons for them to think about as they approach someone who is a little bit more confident and more reassured that they have already experienced in their own life? I will say this. I always say, you want me to need you or do you want me to want you? Girl, say that again. You know, that's my favorite right there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you want to be needed or you want to be wanted. So, cause there is a difference. Could you explain the difference? Well, because I mean, I want someone to be there. Eating is kind of like, uh, I don't need you to make me because I am happy. You can enhance my happy, but you can't make me happy. And it's the same thing. So do I want you here or do I need you? Because if I need you here, I don't need you here all the time. I need you here at the first of the month. Or do I want you to be here all the time? Do I want you to share in what I have? Do I want you to share my time, my space, my activity? Do I want that from you? Do I need, do I need a date, social occasion? Do I need you to pay a bill? Do I need you to take care of the car? Do you want to be needed or you want to be wanted? And you have to be confident in yourself and happy with yourself in order to approach for me in yeah, order exactly. to come. Go ahead, you have Jackie. To be that guy. Jackie, exactly. you said I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm right with Kimberly. If you do not have a confidence to walk up and say hi to me, then I don't want you to say hi to me. Because to be with me, you have to be confident. In your, in your own skin, because um, like I said before, I am a, I'm a social butterfly. I talk to everyone. I don't care who it is. I'm going to talk to them. People come and talk to me. I don't even know. They just start talking to me. <laughs> so I need for you to be comfortable that if another guy comes up to me and starts talking to me, that you don't just say, oh my gosh, what's going on? Who is that guy? She's talking. I, I can't have it. So you need to be confident by yourself. And if you can't do that, that's that's a big no for me because I'm I'm a confident person. I'm strong and I am who I am. And, you know, what's beautiful about that is that, you know, we all have known each other for so, long. you know, I think it's important that people have are like minded and that they share values. They share. You don't have to have you, we don't all have to be alike. But I think that we talked about that in one of our episodes, interests versus values. I think that people are attracted to someone, but then they don't share the same values. And then the relationship kind of, and that's with friendships, with dating someone, what would biggest strength and your biggest growth area, what would you say that was? And I'm going to go first. My biggest strength is that I love, my biggest growth area is that I can't control them. (laughs) And y'all know me. So, you know, that's one of the things I struggle with. And, And I had to learn that I have to want you and not just want what's best for you. Because sometimes in relationships, even in our friendships, we want the best for people. But until you realize that you want them more than what's best for them, I think that has made our friendship, you know, better because I love you, Kim. I love you, Jackie. It's not what I want for you. It's that I just love you. And so what would you guys say you just growth and strength area as you as, as of today? I'll let Jackie go Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you. I went first. I went first. I mean, I think for me, (laughs) I think like Renee, I am a, I like people. I just figured out that I could, since we're going through this whole, you know, staying at home, stay safe, that I'm actually okay with being by myself. But at the same time, as long as I have someone I can talk to on the phone or text, I'm okay. So I'm still a people person. My growth area is, oh, that's kind of hard. 
accepting people for who they are. So Kimberly, it's your turn now. You're in the hot seat. It's your turn. There's only three of us. Well, actually, okay. there's four okay. of us. But right. it's your turn. You got to go. So I'll say my biggest strength is my ability to adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. Any, 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 I, I do that. I do adapt quickly. My growth area is patience with other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm working but you know, on it. But you know why I ask that? Because I think it's so important that if we as older women know what that is, I think it's better. Like you said, we want to be an example. In order to model something, we have to be practicing. And so I think that people are more likely to hear from us when we can share with them from our own weakness. And so because we all have nieces and cousins and you know, people in our family, I think that because of the strength that you, you women have, the way to be able to use that to help other people is by being able to do it through our weakness. And I think that's what I love about our relationship is that we can talk about anything and I don't have to feel like, it, because we all have been friends for so long, What I have new friends and I have to tell them, it's just me, just say it. You know, but with you two, I don't have to do that. With my friends I've known for a long time, you know, I'm just going to say it. I don't, I'm not worried about that. Why do you think that so many people don't have friends that they can be honest with? I think because they're not honest with themselves. They, I mean, I have friends and like I said, I have, you know, different types of friends. Like I have friends who are, I've been on since college. Some I've known from organizations, some I've known for work. And I think that's the thing you, people aren't just honest with their friends about themselves. Like, you know, they don't show their weakness. And so they're afraid to cry. Like most of my friends have never seen me cry. There's a couple that saw me cry and actually you were one of them. You didn't see mm-hmm. me cry. You heard me crying mm-hmm. and they freaked out. It's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Jackie never cries. What's wrong with her? Like it was something wrong because I was crying because <laughs> they had never mm-hmm. seen that vulnerable side of me. So because they've actually seen that side of me, then I think it opened the door even more for them to understand who I am. And so. I can't believe what you said. I, 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 I get that. I, I so get that because when you are strong, um, people tend to think you don't have feelings. Just mm-hmm. because I don't wear them on my sleeve doesn't mean I don't have any. And and that's a thing to get across to people. And and I agree with the different levels of friends. Some I've known forever, some not. For me, I'm always adopted into the family with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so so they do get to see usually there are some that, you know. For the most part, it's just Kim and, and you know, we move on. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30 year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. What would you guys have to say is some of the, the kind of character and quality traits that are important, whether you're investing in friendships or even a dating type relationship that is important to you to, to look at or look for and have, as you engage with them from a dating perspective or even just from friendship, how important would you say character plays into it, Kim? Huge, huge. I, you really just want someone who, thinks for themselves, for someone who's not a follower. This is what I believe. This is, I stand for this. Be who you are. And you don't find that if, you know, you do tend to find where if they think this is what you want to hear, then that's, you know, they're representative, but I need you to be who you are. 
Mm-hmm. You usually dig in your nose, dig in your nose. So I know right away. Don't be a representative. If you're going to grow, <laughs> right. Just be who you are. For me, that's kind of hard because I am who I am. This is, it's not going to change three months down the line. And a lot of times I've been where people have come back later and, and, and I'm asking them, what exactly about me did you like in the beginning? Because right. mm-hmm. I'm still the same, but you don't seem like you like me. <laughs> so what was it about me that you liked? But it wasn't. It was more of they thought they could either change me or change them. Be like, there's only one of me. Yeah. It's only one of you. And, and how, you. Would you, how would you answer that, Jackie? Um, you know, it's one of those things. I was talking to someone the other day. I told them, I said, I'm an open book. If you have questions, just ask, because I'm going to ask you. And the person said, you know what? You should do ask a lot of questions because I want to know who am I talking to? Who am I dealing with? You know, like Kim said, don't send your representative. I want to know this person right here. You know, if you are somebody who I want to know that you, if you're someone, you know, you go to church. I want to know. Don't try to hide that. Don't hide who you are. Just be who you are and let me decide if. That's the person that I like. And that's, you know, like you said, that's not just someone you're dating, but also your friends. Because my friends are my friends for a reason. And I have a variety of, I have friends mm-hmm. that I'm like, people still ask today, like, how y'all been friends like 20 some years? I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even know. Some days I'm like, it's just like with anything. You look at your friends, like your relationships, you're like, what? For real? He's been to 30 years. <laughs> Like, I've been knowing Renee 30 years. Mm-hmm. I have some friends I've known longer than Renee, and I'm still like, wow. And they're the opposite of Renee. But we still have those things that, you know, are in common, that we like about each other. And you know what? I know if anything happened, I could call them and say, hey, can you come get me? They're like, okay, we won't ask any mm-hmm. questions. And so, so yeah. And you know, one of the things I love about the importance of having, you know, even I'm married. I still have friends. And I think that sometimes people don't realize that we need each other. Mm-hmm. There's things mm-hmm. that we need to each other that when we're by ourselves, we I don't think we'll ever be the best version of ourselves by ourselves. And so I think that especially as women of color, we have to learn how to respect and value what the other person brings to a relationship versus trying to make that. Like Kim said, I don't want to make Kim me. And I don't want to make Jackie me because I need you to be Jackie and I need Kim to be Kim because it's making me a better Renee. Why do you think so many younger, it feels like the younger generation, they don't have that network really close. Why do you think that is? Well, I think the people who are on Facebook are their friends. Mm-hmm. They think Instagram, those people are their friends. And they may not have a, you know, a close family. And if you don't have a close family, and these people who are on your phone, you think they're your friends, then you you lose yourself. You don't know who you are. Who That's not, can't I, believe I, what you said. I think the examples that they were shown, and you have to remember, at some point, how far, not too far back, it is babies having babies. So if you're still trying to grow up with your kid, you your child isn't getting the examples of a friendship because you didn't have one. Because you're growing up yourself. When you're 15 and 16, 
having a baby, you don't know what you're doing. And there is no more big mamas. Big mama is not big mama want to be big mama want to be Mimi. Want to be yeah. Gigi. She don't want to be grandma. No, <laughs> right. Big mama is is forty and in the club because she missed that time. So I think so that it was for me. It was always the examples that I was shown. It was always the women around me of how to act. That was one of the big things with my grandmother. You were going to be a lady. You were taught to be a lady. She was a lady, although she could cuss like a sailor, <laughs> but always ladylike. Jackie, give me two examples from your perspective of what it means to be a lady. Someone who knows who they are. And I like what Kimberly said is that you, I mean, you show this person who you are, but you won't let anyone run over you. And like you say, you can curse like a sailor or you don't have to curse, but the way you say something without cursing, you just know that that person means business. Kimberly, what would you say to examples? Of- Definitely having self-confidence. I love and that. Totally, totally how she carries herself. I am. Are you carrying yourself that no matter what, I am important. Mm-hmm. I deserve respect and I'm going to demand it as a lady. Definitely. Examples. So I want to ask my question, which is one that I like always throwing out to people. Hindsight is always 2020. No, we always see things and we always could do something better or develop differently if we don't now. So what advice would you give yourself going backwards? Your younger self, I know you guys are both confident and you out all those confident words and assurance and who you are and have developed that assurance and independence. But Talk to your younger self. What kind of advice would you give your younger self on what you know now of what's to come? What would you do to help prepare them? Go ahead, Jackie. You start first. <laughs> I was waiting for Kimberly to start. Uh, <laughs> oh, 20 years. Let's go back 20 years. That's a good point. Go oh, back no, that, no, I like the 20 years because I was just listening to a song that's called 20 Years Ago. Mm-hmm. And you think about decade, a decade, a decade, yeah, but 20 years going back and forth in your life is wow. Um, So 30 year old Jackie would say that you are going to always still be amazing. Like you are. However, you don't have to hang out with some of these people. I mean, I was, I mean, like I said, social butterfly, I just want to meet different people and, you know, things and, you know, life experience, you know, I want to be that person and the people that I would hang out with, you know, some of them, I am still, we're, we're I st- I feel friends with to this day, but there are others. I'm just like, yeah, take that lesson right there and don't forget it because that way you won't repeat it. But yeah, you don't need to be around some of these. I have a question. What would be one of the lessons that it taught you? That people aren't all that they pretend to be. Their representative is definitely there. And you find out a little bit more about that person. You're like, oh, Kim, your turn. Since you, you got a chance to think about it, so I know you got something good. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, but definitely for me, right. 20 years ago, would be to listen when my grandmother used to tell me, always, always follow your first mind. It mm-hmm. will not lead you astray. And I will like, definitely tell and, myself that. And that's always amazing because we, we tend to second guess ourselves. We're younger because we don't have those life experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and moving forward, though, what are some of the experiences that you're going to carry forward? I know you have kind of alluded to some of already, whether 
going to get involved with a relationship, or even if you're in a relationship now, what is something moving forward that you constantly are or look to to being involved with with other partner? Jackie, your turn. I'm going to go back to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gil, you always come back to me first. <laughs> you know what? I want to make sure that whoever ends up being a part of my life, that they understand who I am and let me be and don't try to change me. But at the same time, someone who also does things to help me grow. So I want someone who I can learn from. How about you, Kim? Let me see. <laughs> Going forward, again, I, I agree with Jackie. I, I definitely have to be, let me be me. I always tell people, you get so much more out of me if you just let me be. Okay. Definitely someone who is, who is themselves. It's free. I am a lover of life and a definite live and let live person. I, I need that that around me, that that freedom that, I don't know, I think because, you know, my mother was raised in California, <laughs> kind of a hippie. I think that's right. in me. <laughs> so I have that. I'm totally believing free and being who you are, good, bad or ugly, and then let people decide if they want to deal. I, I need that in my space. So when you think oh, about I, what you said about being you, if you had to describe yourself in one word, what would that word? Go ahead, Kim. It's gonna be a great word. We're gonna have some great words. I already know. I don't know. One word for me. Uh-huh. Is, isn't it hard just to it you know is. explain yourself in one word? That's hard. Let me go first. Yes. Joyful. If I had to describe me in word, I would say joyful. Okay. Who gonna go next? I'm gonna stick with I'll three. Go next. You guys can take as much time as you want because we can edit this out. <laughs> I would actually say fun. I'm a fun person. I'm going to stick with free. Free. Okay. Free. We all have to be free. How about that? <laughs> no, I'm J. FFJ. So we are FFJ. <laughs> We're joyful, free, and fun. Yeah. So um, my last question is going to be, what do you think makes relationships work? in friendships, and in relationships with the opposite sex. Both give us three things. Kimberly, you can go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to say honesty. <laughs> okay. Honesty, fun, See, this caring. Is giving, this is giving Jackie time to think. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> definitely. Uh, honest, fun, and caring. Those are big. Okay, you want me to go? I'll go next, Jackie, so then that way it gives you more time to think. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that what makes relationships and shit work is having a, a sense of who you are, your identity, being available, and being committed. Very good. Those are the three things that I think make relationships work, whether with your friends or in a relationship with your spouse or when you're engaged to. I think mm-hmm. those three things are important. What about you, Jackie? It's your turn. Um, I think someone who is trustworthy, has a good heart, and is that person's cheerleader. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. And we put all six of those together. It's like, <laughs> oh, we got the best like, person in the planet. Like, my <laughs> works. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm so grateful that we had to get this time together to just kind of talk about being single and being satisfied. And I appreciate you guys opening up your lives and and sharing who you are with our community. If you wanted to leave the community with one thing to remember, 
about the value of being single, what would that be, Jackie? Go first. There is nothing wrong with it. Enjoy your life because eventually, you know, that's all you have. Whether you're with, with someone else or by yourself, if you don't enjoy the life that you have, then it's like you've lived for nothing. I say again, there is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you. There's definitely nothing wrong with you for enjoying it and enjoying your time. Just being who you are, deal. Continue to do and live because if you live all that you want and you put your heart, life into, your heart into your life, you don't need a bucket list. You won't have a bucket. You don't want to be 60 with a bucket list because you didn't live. So I'm just, I hope that you all have enjoyed our time together, enjoyed our conversation. For you women who are single, if I had to say something to you, I would say that you are enough and you are enough because you were created by God and you are enough because what you have to offer can only come from you and don't sell that short and don't don't dismiss the value of you being unique. And, you being- and I get to say, thank you for letting me to fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on to hanging out with us on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. We really, really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. And we love you. We're stronger together. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!